0: Monster House Records Club, and here's your host, Eddie Monster. All right, welcome everybody to another. Exciting edition of Monster House Records Club. I am your host, Eddie Monster here, and it is episode five. I'm so happy that we made it to this point. We've got a special album for you guys today. It was released this year. It's a fantastic record that I highly, highly recommend to everybody. But before we get into that, and before I announce what the album is, of course, there is the social media side of things that we have to go through. Of course, if you want to follow the show and follow Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast as well, you can do so by going to Facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Again, it's Facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. You can also follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash EddieMonster82. You can follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Again, that's Instagram.com forward slash Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. And last but certainly not least, my favorite link out of all the links that I ever give you guys. That's right. It is Pedal to the Metal Radio Show dot Again, Pedal to the Metal Radio Show dot That is the place to go if you want to find all the links to be able to listen to the show, whether it be Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Breaker, Wherever you may get your podcast fix going, that is the place to go. I will have all the episodes listed on there, so you can actually backtrack and check out some episodes as well, Um, and that's about it. So, again, this is episode five, and for those of you that are just joining us on this podcast, I say welcome, and I'm going to explain the rules very well for you guys. So, what happens is, I'm going to be going track by track, and every time I read a track, I will be giving the track a grade. Now, the grade is based on a five-star system, so it can go anywhere from zero stars to five. It's very rare that we see anything below three, although it has happened in the past, especially on my and moshpitsandmovies.wordpress.com. That's the site I have reviewed, like, 300 albums, somewhere along the lines. And it has happened before. Uh, nonetheless, not so far on Mon- on Monster House Records Club. We haven't had anything below a three. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, but nonetheless, again, five-star system. We'll go through every track. We'll give it a grade. And then at the end, we will total up all the grades to give you one large sum of the whole entire record and give the record a final grade. And that is also based on a five-star system. Now, again, things have happened where, you know, the grade comes out to be like 4.562. And as you know, in school, we've always been taught anything below five, we round down. Anything above five, we round up. So those are the rules as far as grading is concerned for uh, for Monster House Records Club. Um, But we have a special record for you guys. And before I get into that record, this is going to tie into it because if you know the history of the artist, you know that this other artist was connected in 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 a large way uh, to the artist of choice today. Now, I just wanted to take the time to congratulate the Nine Inch Nails on making it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's pretty awesome. I am not a fan whatsoever of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a lot of the choices they have made, but this is a choice that I definitely support 100% of the way. The Nine Inch Nails were a revolutionary group in its day in industrial metal, industrial rock, whatever you may call it, an industrial scene. They were a huge, huge, huge influence. So congratulations to Trent Reznor and the rest of the Nine Inch Nails that were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the class of 2020. So that's pretty awesome. A lot of great records. I definitely, in the future... Want to cover a Nine Inch Nails record uh, from Monster House Records Club. Amazing, amazing band. I believe I did Pretty Hate Machine on Mosh Pits and Movies. But the reason I say this art that this artist is connected to our artists of choice today is because, as you all know, Trent Reznor signed Marilyn Manson to Nothing Records and even produced and performed on some of the earliest albums like Antichrist Superstar, so on and so forth. So there goes the cat out of the bag. Today's artist is Marilyn Manson, and we are checking out his brand new record, We Are Chaos, which was released on September 11th of this year uh, via Loma Vista Recordings. The album was produced by Marilyn Manson and Shooter Jennings. It's his 11th studio album. And this was the third time that Manson had worked with country singer Shooter Jennings, with the first being an unreleased track, for Sons of Anarchy and the second being a cover of David Bowie's Cat People uh, which was included on Shooter Jennings' album Kuntash for, uh, for I'm just going to say Giorgio I believe that's how you say his name uh, this was the first time since 2012's "Burn uh, Born Villain I don't know why I can't say that Born Villain that Manson was not working with Tyler Bates now Tyler Bates as you all know was on Heaven Upside Down, which was the last record, and The Pale Emperor, the record before that. And The Pale Emperor is one of the best Manson records, in my opinion. So this is the first time that he wasn't working with them. He's working with Shooter Jennings on this, and this was also the first time that he was working with his new drummer and ex-Black Flag member, Brandon Pertzborn, as well as Shooter's Band and former Mars Volta, Racer X bassist Juan Alderate. Uh, who unfortunately in January of 2020 was in a uh, bicycle accident that left him with a diffuse axonal injury, which for those of you that don't know, that is a very, very traumatic brain injury um, that can often leave you in a uh, vegetative state. So, yeah, that is very, very unfortunate for uh, Juan because Juan does a killer job on this record. But nonetheless, when it came to working with uh, Jennings, Manson stated this, Shooter's a very talented in so many ways and working with him is very fluid. We have a totally different collaborative style than I did with Tyler on the last two records. Sometimes Shooter will already be doing something that I was going to suggest. We lock brains a lot together. So one issue that arose was the fact that Manson, a hard rock band, was working with Shooter Jennings and his band, which you guys all know Shooter Jennings is a country artist. Uh, But this is what Manson had to say. We weren't afraid to mix the two together when we were making the songs. Uh, Manson also talked about why he recorded his vocals late at night, saying, Shooter found that my peak hour for singing was 3 a.m. I'm sure that's probably because it's when the full range of rasp comes out of my voice, but also just the creative circle that we go through because we spent a lot of time talking when we were making the songs and what we wanted them to be. Now, for those of you wondering out there, this is the 10th Manson record. Think about it, 11 records that Manson has released. This is the 10th record to peak in the top 10 of the Billboard Top 200 charts as it peaked at number eight. So that is an incredible, incredible accomplishment for Marilyn, especially this deep in his career. He's about 30 years, I believe, into his career already. So that is a huge, huge accomplishment. This record was also the first time since Mechanical Animals that it peaked, that it went number one, excuse me, went number one in Australia. And this is the first time. That, the, that a Marilyn Manson record went number one in the country of Portugal. So the album also went number one in Austria, went number one in Poland. It also went number one on the UK rock and metal albums charts and number one on the US top rock album charts on Billboard. It went number two in Scotland. It finished very well in a lot of countries, number four in Germany, um, you know, Number six in Belgium, seven in, uh, no, excuse me, eight in Canada. So very, 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 very well, and it's an amazing record. If you haven't checked it out, I'm going to try to encourage you right now that you need to check out this record. But before we get into the actual record, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Now, prior to the release of this album. I got pretty excited to check out Marilyn Manson's new record because I had heard a couple tracks. I had heard We Are Chaos. I you know, was was getting excited, and then all of a sudden I heard Don't Chase the Dead, and I was like, all right, I am fucking hooked. I'm going to check out this record. I'm going to listen to it. I must have listened to this record a dozen times, uh, especially Don't Chase the Dead. I must have that track on repeat. This, a lot of critics are saying... That for somebody so deep into the career has found a spot where they are just making amazing, amazing music. And this may be one of the best Marilyn Manson releases to date. That's what a lot of critics are saying. And I have to sort of agree with them on that one, right? I have to kind of agree because I was so impressed I needed to have this album a Monster House Records Club. I meant to do this actually by episode two. Episode two was supposed to be uh, We Are Chaos. But, you know, things happen. But we got it. It's here. Uh, and nonetheless, we start the album with the track Red, Black, and Blue. And let me tell you, I said it before, Juan did such an amazing job on this record. And it's very evident on this is Juan's amazing bla- uh, bass playing is evident on this track. It's probably one of the heaviest songs on the album that brings me back to the days of Antichrist Superstar. Not even joking. This could be a leftover track from Antichrist Superstar. Um, I love the beginning of the track because it has this very artsy like spoken word thing before the drums and the bass kick in, and then the track just goes, right? And it just reminds you of those good old days. And that is the reason I gave Red, Black, and Blue a five out of five. We move on to the second track, and it's the very first single that we were all introduced to off the album, and it was We Are Chaos, right? And it's one of those tracks that almost makes you wonder what would happen if you mixed the Beatles with Manson's Industrial Tones. That's a very, very, very interesting question, and one that I often pondered until I heard this track. Uh, the track was written well before the pandemic, right? Because pandemic really took shape in March, February, March of this year. Uh, and it was recorded well, well before that. But it's probably the best track to describe the way 2020 has gone in a nutshell. You listen to it and it almost feels like he's talking about the pandemic, right? Because it's got very, like, the lyrics are very nihilistic in a way. If that's a word that I had to choose to best describe it, I would say it was very nihilistic. And there was a quote that's out there, and even Manson kind of looked at it and was like, And this is his exact words. It does feel as if it could have been written about the pandemic, but it really wasn't necessarily about anything other than maybe my own mental health, trying to relate with other people about how the world is. Um, I guess in an interview, he elaborated elaborated a little bit more about the content, you know, conflated with the pandemic, uh, the whole lockdown mentality and how that can really screw up mental health. And he says, being kept indoors for so long can really work at someone's emotions and their soul and test their strength in a lot of ways. And we've seen it. We've seen it. We all saw as soon as things started getting lifted, it was just utter chaos in the United States. Just utter chaos. And that's why I feel like We Are Chaos is such an important track to 2020, if you think about it in a way. Um, And therefore, I gave it a 5 out of 5. Now we move on to track number three. And conveniently it's the second single released off the album. And if I had to say. This is probably my all time favorite Manson track. Probably it's it's up there. This is definitely top ten. Maybe even top five. But it's definitely my number one song on this whole entire record. I am talking about Don't Chase the Dead. Right. And really gives off this very David Bowie-esque vibe, right? Almost like Cat People, but very moving. One critic gave it this amazing, amazing analogy about this track because it has a very glam rock feel to it, and he aptly titled it Glam Death Rock, and I could not agree more. The 80s keyboard... Uh, you know drives this track it drives the chorus and the chorus this is what's cool the chorus features man uh, manson and jennings playing guitar together in harmony it was almost meant to be like as if both guitars were making love to each other that is amazing the track is just out of this world amazing one of my favorites um very berlin era bowie uh, that's what Manson says. Shooter and I both play guitar in the chorus, so we're making sort of a heterodyning element. That's what I'm talking about. About you know the the two guitars coming together. Just an amazing, amazing track. Five out of five, without a shadow of a doubt. You can put money on it. I don't care who you are. One of the best tracks. Uh, we follow up with "Paint You with My Love," which is a very very different manson track it's very romantic it's a great piano driven track that mixes the shooter element in well to give it a very t-rex 70s glam rock sound i think it's talking about love not being a death sentence but a death dream because you want to die old with those you love and i think that's the overall message um honest to god about that track very very cool very different so I give it a five out of five. We get to what we get to track five, and it's called "Halfway and One Step Forward." It's another piano opening that gives this track some context, and it's got very eerie tones and melodical. It's very melancholic. Very great track. Unfortunately, I have to admit, going forward with this one, that I kind of have no idea what the lyrics are talking about. This is one of the only tracks that I actually really feel that way um, because I just was like I'm kind of lost I don't know what he's really talking about I have sort of an idea but I really don't five out of five we move on to track six and if I was to tell you there are two tracks on this record that are the heaviest in infinite darkness track number six is the other one besides red black and blue but this is also one of the other tracks that gives that antichrist superstar sort of feeling to it and any fan of the old material should enjoy this one uh from the industrial riffs to his vocal style is very antichrist superstar and i just love the the lyrics on this one you're dead longer than you're alive right it just says it all you're dead longer than you're alive think about it for a second We worry about things that are beyond our control that we end up not living life. That's the whole point. Infinite darkness. That's all we we care about, right? Just living in infinite darkness. And Manson says it best. You're dead longer than you're alive. Because that's all we worry about. And therefore, I give infinite darkness a 5 out of 5 for a grade. Now, we move on to the one track... On this whole record that. Let me just say. If there was a track on the album. That didn't live up to the rest of the album. It would have to be this one. And the track is called Perfume. It's not a terrible track by any means. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. It's not a terrible track. It just doesn't hold up in my opinion. To some of the other tracks. Um, and not even and not even really by much. Right. But it sounds like a leftover track. From Eat Me Drink Me. Which is probably one of my least favorite. Favorite. Uh, Manson Records and I think everybody has a least favorite album from every single one of their artists. Eat Me Drink Me was definitely one of those albums that I would never love to revisit ever again. Um, but I believe the track is really commenting on the way society is, right It's really commenting on it on a sense of society who just loves to play victim. Right, and let me explain why I think that. And the reason I think that is because just check out these lyrics so you wear your damage on your sleeve, but don't worry, it's all just tongue in cheek. Yeah, not a victim of fashion, more fascist than Vogue, because victim is chic. You're as famous as your pain, victim is chic. Right, it's chic to play the victim. That's what Manson's saying, and that's basically. Um where our society is, and he makes another good point. If you conjure the devil, you better make sure you got a bed for him to sleep in. Think about that. It's all the troubles you bring when you decide that you're gonna play the victim and you're really not. That's what I get. And this could be a shot, honest to God, at one of his exes. This could be a shot at her. Uh but nonetheless, it's a decent track. It's not a bad track, just not one of my favorites. Um, and it's one of the ones that's going to keep him out of the five-star club for sure because it gets a 4.5 out of five for a final grade. Now, we're at the point where we only have three songs left, and Manson made it a point to say that he wanted to create a record uh, that was kind of like the old days, right? You got an LP. It was two sides, side A, side B, um, and I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so we move on with track eight, and it's called Keep My Head Together, right? Very interesting track. I love the beginning of this track with the drum beat meshing well with the bass. I think the track definitely references relationships where we always try changing our partners versus trying to better ourselves for them. But I also do think that it could also reference life and how we are constantly trying to make others conform. I really feel that way, and it's just sort of like, you know what, hey, man, Keep your head together, right? I could be wrong; could be one hundred percent wrong. But lyrics are always left for interpretation, and that's one of the things I always learned, um, especially in school and college about music. That one person may think that it means one thing versus another person thinking that it means something else. Uh, but keep your keep my head together. Definitely a good track. Five out of five. Now, one track that's been getting quite the attention is track number nine, and it's called Solve Coagula, right? And this is a late album gem. Now, if you're looking, you always look, once you listen to a record, most records start off phenomenally, right? Tracks one, two, three, four, five, you're like, oh my god, this album kicks ass, and then the album starts to dip. That's usually how it happens. But every once in a while, you'll be listening to an album, right? And you know, some of it's okay, but then all of a sudden, there's that one late track gem that just always stands out. Like, like take these chains from Judas Priest off, screaming for vengeance, to name to name one. Uh, but Salve Coagula is definitely one of those, and it just amazes me, especially with the chorus, as the guitars, drums, and keys work in synchronicity to create a magical musical landscape reminiscent of David Gilmour mixed with mechanical animals. That's how I would describe this track. This is what Mechanical Animals 2, this is what I truly believe, would lead off with if it was matured, right? So if he was to create Mechanical Animals 2, this would definitely be one of the tracks. Uh, and one of the cool things is the is the track is very retrospective to Manson's career and I'll explain right now and the reason I think that the track is very retrospective of Manson is because for years and years and years people are always saying oh Manson's lost his his, his touch he's not shocking anymore uh, Manson is just he's just Brian Warner now you know and, and people are always complaining about what his albums have been sounding like and he says it perfectly i'm not special i'm just broken and i don't want to be fixed right no one else i want to be like so i stayed the same like nobody else right very very retrospective you know to his career i'm not sp- i'm not special i'm just broken and i don't want to be fixed such a statement right there Talking about his career and how he feels that he's at the top of his game. He doesn't want to be fixed because he's writing the best shit that he's ever written in a very long time. So 5 out of 5. Again, if I could give a 6 out of 6, this would be one of them. Don't Chase the Dead would be a 6 out of 6. Amazing. But But the album ends with track number 10, Broken Needle. The track starts acoustically with a very eerie riff. I love that. Uh, but it sounds like a last track to an epic. Literally, if you're watching a movie, this would be the closing credits. That's how I feel, and it's almost like how Coma White ended Mechanical Animals, if you can remember that. Uh, the song feels full of sound, just very full of sound. Uh, you know, almost like it's 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 meaty in a way, if I had to describe it. Um, But the track I think Seems to reference Sleeping Beauty But I think it has more to do with society You know what I mean Sleeping Beauty We're all Sleeping Beauty We're all just sleeping And not realizing What is going on in society That we're blind Right? We're sleeping And that is just amazing Amazing That he thought of that Very awesome Five out of five So there you go there are your 10 tracks. And now it is time to total it all up and give you the final grade. And the final grade for Marilyn Manson's 11th album, We Are Chaos, is, is a 4.95. For a final grade, there you go. Marilyn Manson's We Are Chaos, the 11th studio album, one of the best Manson records besides Mechanical Animals, Antichrist Superstar, and The Pale Emperor. Those are all gems that you definitely want to check out and like I said if I had to recommend tracks Salve Coigula, uh, Don't Chase the Dead very very amazing tracks I love what Manson's been doing I love the fact that he's going beyond where he's ever gone and he's working with other people and they are creating music this is like what Bowie did For a long, long time, you know, working with guys like Iggy Pop, you know, so on and so forth. And that's what Manson's doing, right? He made some amazing, amazing records with Tyler Bates, and he just made another amazing record with Shooter Jennings. I look forward to another collaboration between these two. I think it would just be absolutely amazing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So remember, 4.95 out of 5 for a final grade. Go check out Marilyn Manson's We Are Chaos. Uh, Once again, congratulations to the Nine Inch Nails on making it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hopefully Marilyn Manson will be there one day. And I will see you guys next time right here on Monster House Records Club.